0: Uh, so guys, I've made like a full-scale introduction of, uh, of you, of your wines, of your domains, but uh, I want you to introduce yourself like briefly, uh, maybe in a couple of minutes, so one or two uh, key facts, uh, key things that you want to uh, to announce. So let's start, uh, Guillaume.
1: Okay. So hello everyone. Uh, so my name is Guillaume. I am the uh, 20th uh, generation of uh, one grower uh, in Champagne Douaire, and we we begin to, to 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 sell our own brand since 1927. Uh, I came back in uh, in uh, 2017, 2017 uh, after my uh, my brother um, passed away. Uh, so my father came uh, again in the in the domain to help me during uh, something like one year, one year and a half, to help me uh, to to work with this new job. And actually, this is my fifth uh, harvest we have just done. I'm happy to continue the history of the the family uh, here in Vertu. Thank you, Stefan. It's okay. Yes, it's. <coughs> Hello.
2: Hello, everybody. So nice to be here. Um, so me, I'm the first generation to make champagne here. <laughs> uh, I, I started in, in 14 to, to make my own champagne before we work in cooperative with my father. So it's really new for me. And um, we work on four hectares, two in Le Menil, two in Auger, and uh, we work in organic. We have the certification in organic and try to, to build a lot of biodynamic and uh, make specific wine from
3: specific plots. Nice, thank you.
0: Florent.
3: Yes, hi everybody. So I'm Florent, and uh, so for the Champagne uh, Les Frères Mignons. Uh, I'm working with my brother since uh, 2014 uh, with Actually, like uh, Stefan, we took over the exploitation uh, from our parents, but they used to work through a cooperative. And so since we loved wine and we had big potential with the vineyard, because we are working on around uh, 8.5 hectares, uh, almost everything on the Côte de des Blancs and, and so since uh, we have this big potential, we decided to build our own winery. Uh, in 2015, and so we made our first harvest in 2016.
0: Thank you, By the way, uh, it, perhaps it's a problem with your camera; it's not switched on because uh, you have a permission uh, for for the camera from our side. Could you please? Yes,
3: I need a yes. I need a permission from your side. Hmm,
0: but you have one. Um, okay,
3: <laughs> Maybe I can try to come back. Maybe. Okay. Um,
0: uh, so the first, the first question I want to ask is: uh, You finished two thousand twenty-one harvest, uh, and uh, tell us a couple words about it. What problems have you faced? What is resume of the of this vintage? Uh, how can you sum up? What are your losses? Because there are a lot of losses around the area uh it's also interesting are the losses the same like uh in the south and in the north uh and what are the yields you have so tell us just a little bit more about what's going on now yeah
1: yeah um we can say uh we say in france like year in one most of the time not so good and one year again, it wasn't so easy, you know, this year. Uh, we are quite lucky in Côte des Blancs because uh, we, we do not have all of this rain that uh, some part in Valley de la Marne or in Montagne de Reims. So we we have, we had a, quite a normal harvest. Uh, personally, uh, we, we have something like 8,000 kilos by hectare this year with a small part uh, of vineyard didn't cut because of the oedium problem. But we we didn't have this problem of Of, uh, mildew uh, compared to other area. And for example, I have some friends who just uh, harvest something like 1,000 kilos by hectare. So it means almost nothing. And it will be hard for the champagne next year. We hope that it will be a normal year for all the champagne. For us, it's quite okay. I think the other, it's the same or close to, close to me. But uh, yeah, the, to resume, it's hard, hard year, a lot of rain, and uh, and at the final, I think we will have nice wine in Côte de Blanc.
0: In Côte de Blanc.
1: So yeah. to, sum, to sum up, for Chardonnay in Côte de Blanc, it's not that. For Chardonnay, so we also have some Pinot Noir in uh, in AI, Uh uh, they are quite nice. Uh, we are so lucky and happy with that. Uh, but when I heard and when I saw some some no grapes in the uh, in the vineyard in uh, in la Man or s- somewhere else, uh, I feel very lucky this year to to have this terroir. And uh,
0: by the way, uh, could you please convert for us like eight thousand kilos? Uh, yes, per hectare. It's how many yeah, sorry. Hect- hectoliters?
1: Um, In in Champagne, every year you have an appellation to respect. This year it was 10, it's based on the cells during the year, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, about bottles, uh, cells during the year. So for for this year it was 10,000 kilos by hectare, you cannot cut more or cut less, you can cut less of course, but uh, you cannot cut more except if you want to to, to, to to make a reserve wine. You can have a reserve wine in, in Champagne. This is a big luck that we have. Uh, so it, it means that, f- for example, 4,000 kilos by hectare, it's one hectare. And it have to give you 25.5 hectoliters. You see? So, so for me, 8,000 kilos by hectare, uh, in total, it means 51 hectoliters uh, by hectare this year.
0: Mm-hmm. I see. Thank you, thank you. Uh,
2: Stéphane, your turn. Yeah, you have, so, you have for you? so, so qu- quite the same than Guillaume. Uh, <laughs> the, we, we have the same weather uh, <laughs> between uh, Le Menil and Vertu. So <laughs> now, uh, as this year's it was strange because uh, the big frost in the start uh, don't really impact Champagne. At all. Côte des Blancs, but we have a small one two week after. So, personally, I lost uh, around uh, 50 acres uh, w- with this second frost. So to start, uh, you say okay, uh, <laughs> there's the another part need to be very beautiful. And after, we 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 have uh, pressure of storm, but not very big quantity of water. So. It was uh, not normal years, but uh, not too much problem with uh, with mildew. And uh, between the the end of uh, of July, all my one yard was really beautiful. and uh, after it changed a little bit. <laughs> so it's some problem with odium. Okay. Sorry. No, uh, you got the answer, yes. So, oidium problems, yes, in the end? Yeah, 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 well, yeah. mildew, not too much, uh, Odium problems on the middle of August. And uh, so, two small plots totally destroyed, but absolutely destroy. Uh, I never see that before, and we don't really understand. So, it can be problem, because we, we, we're not looking for that. And uh, biodynamic, for me, was complicated these years. Because uh, to make biodynamic, you need to have a lot of good things, so good weather, good time. And it was really difficult to find uh, all these uh, good moments to, to, to use it. So for me, it was very difficult years for the biodynamic. And for the organic farming, it was OK. You know, not, not too complicated, but we we don't know why we we, we have problem with uh, with at the end. And uh, for the harvest, uh, it's the same as around uh, eight eight tones per per hectare, so uh, fifty fifty one hectoliters. Hmm. It's quite the same.
0: As, as far as I understand, on um, um, whole called the blanc the area. Uh, there is no problem with mildew
2: at all. Only, only no, not too much. It was okay. So, he, like say Guillaume, if you compare with the another region of Champagne, uh, we, we we have water. We have water each each week, but not uh, not, not the same quantities as Valais de la Marne. So we, we can protect and uh, we we can try to to, to protect our one yard. But we have just one problem. One three four four days of lot of a uh, lot of rain around the, the middle of uh, july and this one perhaps me i, I lost uh 10
3: percent of uh, all, all my grab uh, after this week and all this uh
4: principles working in the vineyards i think 2021 will be like a day year for a lot of people you know to rethink what the were, yeah. how they work in the vineyards i remember the story for example sitting on the big storm day on saturday i don't remember which june i was with uh, the guy from rousseau bateau and uh, with alban from pierre de ville we was sitting you know grilling in the evening and was another friend of them he doesn't uh, make champagne just grow the grapes and he works like uh uh like uh, in, in general way no biodynamic no uh like bio yeah. and he was like you know sitting very happy like no i'm still working like uh, uh like uh, my father did and everything and then the same time like alban from pierre deville was like crazy oh, i have to go like at five o'clock spraying, at four o'clock spraying yeah. and spraying. and the, the other guy was sitting really relaxed and like everything is fine <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah but not really fine one note
0: for the guys Russian and I will come back
4: you know it was really funny sitting, yeah. sitting there like uh, everybody's so stressed you know real stressed uh, thinking like we uh, we came together like four or five people with kids and everything and uh, the only guy was relaxed you know completely relaxed saying no I continued the same way <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and all start, the others like uh, Farang, and uh,
0: 2021 for you the difficulties you faced your losses your yields
3: what's going on so 2021 uh, so like they say Guillaume and Stefan. it was quite better in Côte des Blancs uh, but we uh, also have some vineyards uh, in Quimière so next to you, Pernet, and planet and there it was uh, so much more harder. And uh, but when you we try to go spray, like say, slava as soon as we can, we just okay, let's go, go, go. And so, even in Cumier and Damri, we did uh, quite a good uh, harvest and we are around 7,000 kilograms, which is good uh, there this year, I think. Uh, but uh, yes, in the Côte de Blanc, I don't think we can complain this year, because even with the the frost and uh, with the mildew, uh, we still have a lot of grapes. And uh, with a big acidity, so I think, actually, it should be a a good vintage. I mean, it's too soon to to tell it right now. But uh, hopefully, we will have something good. Um, And even we had more difficulties uh, in different sounds, like in Avis it was perfect, amazing, like no midju, no rot, Uh, but when you go to Cramon and Cuy, which is like two or three kilometers, it was so much more complicated because we had a lot of uh, rot, so we we had to to sort uh, the grapes, Uh, and I think it's because of the storm from the July 14th, uh, we had like 100 uh, millimeters. And so we had the big attack of a uh, there and uh, in Avis it was more advanced, the grapes, but in Korean Cramon, it's always a little bit later. And so the grapes were impacted with the mildew but it didn't have the time to, to dry and fall. And so the good, uh, beans of grapes, I don't know what you say in English, uh, they grow and they just block the medium beans to, to form. And I think that's why we had a, uh, uh, a lot of roads. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was, but, uh, the medium didn't impact our harvest in, uh, quantity, but, uh, in quality increase it impacted because of the roads.
0: Mm-hmm. I see. So, um, okay, in Champagne, you know, um, I think there was a chain of vintages like 2018, 19, and 20, yes, uh, which are considered by by a lot of people like golden mile, golden mile because of the maturity rates were really I lush, think. really, yes uh support grapes uh, so 2001 uh, like grapes this chains this chain of nice vintages it differs a lot from uh, the previous three or it continues in terms of like chemistry and uh, the sense of uh, the wines the future wines
1: um, do you
0: understand uh, my question
1: And uh, not the end for me
0: <laughs> uh, so 2021 is it yeah in the style of the previous three vintages, like 18,
1: 19, 20, or it differs completely? Uh, like I said, for me, uh, in Côte des Blancs, we will have a nice vintage also. Uh, it's true that, uh, but even 17, 17 in Côte de Blancs was, was great also. Uh, it's more the Pinot Noir and Pinot Meunier in 17. It was more difficult uh, because there are more... Uh, uh, fragile, fragile, I don't know, sorry, <laughs> uh, compared weekend. to Chardonnay which is more, uh, you know, strong. And uh, so, so it, it depends not only uh, about the, uh, the grapes of the area, it's, uh, it's, I don't know how to say, but for me, we will have good wine also in 21 in Cote de Blanc. That's Not for sure, but when I see the analysis and uh, we just finished some fermentation, we can taste a little bit and just smell. And it smells very great, you know. Uh, We have not a lot of boob. The the grapes were healthy. Uh, So for us, uh, I think we will continue a nice vintage in quality in Cote de Blanc. Not in Champagne. Of course, 18, 19, 20, it was three amazing vintage because of quality uh, especially in 19 for us uh, but it was for all the champagne almost uh, here this year i think it will be it will be more easy for us to to do a very good one compared to some uh, other areas uh, this is my opinion but
0: guys mm-hmm. nice, you agree
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and if i
3: have to add something uh uh, uh when you compare if you want to compare the three years uh of course we had a better maturity in 17 18 19 and 20. uh like for example uh, we our average uh, maturity at the harvest during the past year was uh, more than 11.5 and this year like we we are like 10.6 and which is way less and We we like to have a high maturity in our champagne because we are working mainly uh, without malolactic fermentation. And so, yes, we have a lot of this year. So um, I think we have big potential, but the time we we do the the rest of the work, I think. Mm
0: Stefan, something to
3: add? Sorry?
0: Stefan, do you want something to add?
2: yeah yeah so for me it's complicated to to compare this uh, so different here but um for my one year this year's i uh, i'm very happy because we have beautiful maturity it's uh, around 11.2 with beautiful acidity so we are very happy perhaps uh, past year we, we we prefer to have a little bit more acidity but you know. It depends. Uh, each each vintage has uh, have its own style. So we, we, we can make a, normally we can make a good wine if we if we be careful. And uh, nineteen, sometimes some people say it's too too much maturity, not enough freshness, uh, very round. Perhaps uh, this year's we have more balance between this acidity and this maturity. So uh, perhaps some people prefer. 19 and another one prefer uh, 21 so it, it, yeah it's it's absolutely different style of one year of uh, of vintage sorry
0: um sorry uh the next question i want to ask you like it's a real question uh, which is a real topic which is not clear still not clear for um for lots of seniors and people who work with champagne. Because when we read the literature, um, we see like two types of soil mentioned, Uh, chalk soils, yes, chalky soils, and limestone. And for some years, it's kind of uh, it's a difficulty It's difficult to understand what is the crucial difference? How does the limestone work? And what how does the chalk uh, works uh, and how does it affect like the chemistry of the juice the, in, and uh, the in future variation of the wines. So could you please uh, like, um, tell us uh, what are the differences between limestone and chalk to us to understand if it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: so f- for me, uh, I-, I don't really know, in fact, because we have just chalk and uh, I never make wine on limestone. So <laughs> I don't really know what is the difference on, uh, on the wine. So in Côte de Blanc, we have just chalk. And chalk, perhaps, it's a little bit uh, easiest to, 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 to have connection with, uh, with the roots. It's uh, more, uh, we have more uh, humidity inside. Uh, it's, uh, it it gives a l- l- lot of uh, good things. But uh, I can't speak about limestone. Uh, I don't really know. So
1: uh, what can I say is chalk is a type of limestone. Because yeah. uh, the difference between uh, limestone and chalk is that limestone contains both minerals, uh, like calcite and uh, I don't know how to say in English. I think it's aragonite. aragonite. Uh, whereas a uh, chalk is a form of limestone, which contains at 99%, I think, uh, calcite. So it's already a difference at the beginning. Um, it, it's true uh, that Stefan say that uh, we almost have only uh, chalk in Côte de Blancs, except uh, for us, uh, not for us, but in Vertu. In Vertu, we have two different types of chalk. Uh, the, the soil we, we just go for Menil-sur-Roger, it's quite the same. Uh, uh, we are on the only with chalk, but the, in the other way, when we go to Berger-les-Vertus in the south of uh, Côte des Blancs, uh, we have all, uh, all a s- small coast with, uh, with limestone, which is better for Pinot Noir. It's a Pinot Noir um, uh, soil, uh, but it's not... Have the good rep, not a good reputation, but it's not uh, very often now in Champagne, in Champagne, in Vertu, to have uh, Pinot Noir from Vertu because in 17 on or 70s or 80s, uh, big brands just give more uh, money uh, to to pay uh, Chardonnay and not Pinot Noir. So, a lot of person in Vertu in this area just replant Pinot Noir, uh, replant Chardonnay. And just forget Pinot Noir, and this is a shame because this is completely uh, a soul for Pinot Noir, uh, better for Pinot Noir in this part of uh, of Côte des blanc uh, This is, yeah, uh, this is my uh, a reason that uh, I replanted twenty hours of Pinot Noir in the the, the south uh, way, in the south side of uh, Vertu uh, two years ago.
0: So you're planning to release 100% Pinot Noir from this plot, maybe?
1: Yes, but Coteau Champenois, still wine. Coteau
0: Champenois?
1: In the the future,
0: yeah. Uh, I see nowadays it's kind of revival of this Coteau Champenois topic, just because the climate has changed and uh, the grapes, they uh, started to to mature better, or what is the reason?
1: What is the reason for, sorry?
0: Um, like revival of Coteau Champenois because Coteau Champenois wasn't wasn't that popular
1: maybe like yeah five uh, ten years Cl- ago climate is changing of course uh I think 30 or 40 years ago uh when we say to my great grandparents or grandparents that oh we will do Coteau Champenois almost every year uh you know they they didn't trust us uh it wasn't the same uh a level of maturity in this period. So the climate is changing and I think we, uh, the, the personality and the mind of the people who are growing the, the the vines are changing also. we are, I think we have in a good way in Champagne uh, with a new generation that they want to prove that they can do also a very good wine and not only a sparkling wine with sugar and like in the old way you know. Uh, Champagne is already uh, a wine, uh, and if we don't put bubbles on it, uh, it's better to to have not a recon- you know, to, to be proud of it, you know, Very, uh, to be proud of his wine. And I think in this period, it's good. For me, I, I do some Coteau Champenois, uh, Blanc in Vertu, White in Vertu, and Red in ai And I last year, it was the first time in the domain, and I'm very proud to have uh, to, to do this. You know, you have a real impact uh, when you do a red Coteau Champenois uh, in Champagne. I'm, I'm not saying that it's easy to do Champagne, and uh, we all do the same thing. But it's good also to to make a still wine and uh, and taste your, to, the wine with uh, you know some some guys who are, love drinks, love love to drink. So.
0: We're all like this type
1: here. Yeah. <laughs> so you're in a
4: good
3: company new wines also. Foran, something to add on the topic of the limestone and chalk. Um, yeah, so I think what uh, Guillaume said was uh, really good. And uh, just to add something, I think uh, so chalk is a kind of limestone. And uh, but the chalk is like a sponge, you know? So if there's too much water, it's just going to the water, and uh, when it's dry, it's gonna like give the the water to to the to the root and so to the grapes, and so that's why I think uh, in Champagne and many the Blanc, even with a very high temperature and uh, like very dry summer uh, in seventeen eighteen uh, the past couple years. Uh, it was very dry in Champagne, but thanks to the chalk, you know, the, the waters came to, to the vineyard anyway. And uh, so then after about Coteau Champenois, uh, so I, I think, uh, uh, yes, people change, but not the wine grower change, and we are very more like passionate than uh, our parents, I think. And so we want to to show and display champagne uh, without bubbles also to to make uh, to show that champagne is a really good uh, terroir. And um, also yes, thanks to the global warming, I think we have big maturity. And so like with the 12 degrees without uh, added sugar, so it's making. Better wine, better champagne, and uh, so yes, uh, we just want to, to show to show the terroir uh, um, thanks to the global warming. If there is one thing good with the global warming, it's uh, you are making better wine. I think
0: it's an important topic to discuss because for all of us, for all the consumers and for all many years like uh, Côte de Blanc is uh, a region with which is put like in a box of uh, conditions which. Uh, prevails over the wheel and uh, fantasy of the winemaker because it's a dictatorship of the soil. No matter no matter what you do to uh, contrablan, no matter what uh, tricks you apply, what tools you apply, you take a sip and you feel this electricity, this DNA. Uh, and you always say, God damn. it can be like anything but Cote de Blanc because it strikes you with this edges, like piercing acidity and etc. cetera. And it's very interesting how like you, the new wave of winemakers trying to express yourself, avoiding repeating uh, style of each other and style of the like big houses and old names. So, uh, most recognition people start. So we want to just to, to start a tasting. And we're going to start with young uh, right? Yes? Yes. Revolution. Uh, so we have your revolution. revolution. Uh, and we
1: have He wants to speak. Slavo. He wants to speak. Those
0: four preventive measures. Uh, no, I just
4: wanted to, to say a couple of words uh, to the topic of Coteau Champignois. I mean, I was speaking uh, like one year ago something with Benoit Margain. He told me the, like uh, to answer this uh, the, the dilemma what what will be a Champagne like in 20, 40 years. And he said it will be the most beautiful uh, region in the world of the red wine. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's, it's true. And uh, what my experience, uh, tasting the wines from 60s, 70s, 80s, champagne, I mean, uh, they, they just couldn't uh, do normally like a normal dry wine uh, drinkable. I mean, the base wine in 70s, probably the most uh, difficult decade was a potential of 6.57 uh, 6. alcohol. I mean, to do uh, Coteau Champenois with a dry wine with 7 alcohol, it, it was just undrinkable. <laughs> and now and now of course the generation change and the people traveling around the world tasting a lot of different wines and they say come on we, we can do also like a very uh, beautiful like a red and white wine in our region which for me personally also displays much better and uh, to show us better the diff- uh, the different terroir mm-hmm. And for 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 example, for example uh, continuing Sorry. about the Code de Blanc, the power of the terroir. I mean, uh, my last experience tasting blind uh, from Boulanger, La Grande 2012, even on the label was written 40% of uh, Chardonnay inside. For me, blind tasting, this 40% uh, made the, the, so- the soul of the wine, it was much more stronger than 60% of Pinot Noir inside. So this is the region what we say it's about vibra- uh, vibrant uh, fruit, like yeah. dense acidity structure. So this is really one of the region, I would say, uh, which is really like uh, speaking loud about itself. Right,
0: but how does it come? Uh, we've read a lot of like literature about um... And this fact was highlighted that uh, um, Champagne was famous for its still wines. So like um, 20, uh, 200 years ago, uh, or something like this, still wine productions, like it prevailed. uh, And if we talk about uh, the the climate, that the climate was, uh, was more severe. Uh, then, how was it possible to produce still wines now? Because a lot of literature says about this that like still wines, champagne was famous for still wines, so and we were like, what? No. <laughs> how How is it possible? Yeah. Any facts?
1: I, I don't know, but maybe I know before it was still wine because, uh, because maybe champagne is born with a some still wine would just go to England and at the end, second fermentation into the bowels and it was a sparkling wine at the end. And, and they are thinking about this after, uh, it's maybe it's not this, but it is just, it's a story. Uh, so yeah, but I think that in despair that they didn't have the same, uh, attempt to the wine uh, compared to now that the wine is just drink, uh, every, every, everywhere in the world. Uh, I know that uh, Burgundy in this period has a lot of uh, a better um, picture for the wine compared to us. Uh, so maybe we we we, we produced still wine two three hundred years, hundred years ago, m- but maybe it was very bad. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: no answer. I understand. So uh, Guillaume, uh, yeah. we are we are tasting like parallel all together. Uh, okay. Two glasses. Your It's 2015.
1: 15. Uh, okay.
0: Yes. And the other bottle is your revolution with the base.
4: Base, is, it's written on the cork. On the cork. Rich Russians. Rich Russians drinking uh, for, for the base wine. Uh, Bay. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, 2000, it's 2014
0: uh so tell us please what is the idea behind uh, uh revolution revolution and uh,
1: it's good to show those two different points because uh they are very uh, you know they're not the same not at all uh in claude l'abbaye um it's a single vineyard just behind the the domain uh of less than 0.5 hectares, uh, only Chardonnay planted in 56 uh, by my family um, a long time ago. Uh, it's like our garden, you know. It's it's it, we produce it in a, in a in organic way. We don't claim it. We don't want. Uh, we, we just want to respect as much as we can the uh, the environment. The, Everything, but if one year it will, it's difficult. We can, we can, we can do what we want also. Uh, but it's in, in the organic way since 2008, since the first vintage. Uh, uh, from 2014, we we worked the soil um, by the horse uh, to not have a heavy engine on it. Uh, so it's very reflecting of the terroir of Vertu. It means. Vertu compared to the other uh, village of Côte des Blanc, it's more uh, uh, not easy or open, but more uh, generous, you know, compared to Revolution, uh, side by side, uh, which inside we have only Grand Cru of Côte des Blancs uh, at 70% of Avis, uh, or you have something very straight and more tension in the wine, less richness and more tension Normally, this is what you will find, I hope so. Uh,
4: but, uh, excuse me, this is this is the point, for example, I would like to ask uh, all three of you, for example, Im- imagine you would taste Blind, Craman, uh, uh, Le Menil, and uh, Vertu. How you will differentiate them? What in your mind makes these three base wines uh, to be different? So for every you, if you can, like in a couple of words, describe what you feel feel and what you would uh, like expect tasting uh, these three villages
1: for me or for deal
4: yes uh, one by one please answer yeah
1: uh, like i said every every village not every village because every plots on village has its own style but you can have a big idea of uh, one village uh, for me, uh, I don't have a lot of experience with cramon because we never uh, vinify uh, separately except one year. But f- for us in Avis, uh, compared to Vertu and Auger, you have a, so much more tension, uh, long in the mouth at the end. Uh, you don't have this uh, Vertu. Most of the time you have some pitch notes during the steel wine. Uh, at the end of the first fermentation.
4: So it's a little uh, bit more about the fine, fruity, aromatic.
1: Yeah, more aromatic for me, Vertu, and f- for me, more tension in, uh, in Avis.
4: Uh,
1: and Auger and Le Menil? Menil, it's quite, not quite the same than Avis, but uh, very close to, maybe a good good in the middle. I don't know what to say. And Auger, maybe we don't have... Uh, uh, I don't know, Auger, it's every year uh, different. You don't have the tension of Menil and, uh, and Avis for all vineyards, I say. Uh, and you don't, you don't have also this uh, generosity of virtue. It's like uh, a middle of everything.
4: What you know, do you think
1: in, about Stefan? You have a of everything, you know?
0: You, you also work on yeah. a and anna uh, like your vision of uh, this uh, community,
2: Yeah, so, and for, for, for me, it's, um, I can't have uh, knowledge about uh, macro testing, so one village, and uh, I, I'm absolutely sure that's, uh, terroir and when I use the, the word terroir, it's uh, all the terroir, it's uh, the ground, the chalk, the work of the wine grower, everything uh, can uh, change the typicity of each plot. So to, just to explain, uh, I have some plot, uh, tw- twice plot, uh, we, it's exactly the same plot with another wine grower. So it's champagne vernon in Le Ménil, it's a famous one. And uh, the plot was divided by two because we it's the same family and we don't make in the same work on this plot and not the same vinification and we, we, we don't have the, the, the same typicity and the same wine. So to say perhaps, uh, yeah, Vertu have this typicity, Le Menil have this typicity, in fact, it, each plot can have a real typicity and the work that we do give different things. But you're right, we can say that, uh, normally, Le Menil, we have a lot of uh, minerality inside. It's very straight. And uh, Auger, it's more powerful, more round, more fruity. Uh, after, for Virtue, I don't really know, so <laughs> I can't say.
4: Okay, okay. Uh,
2: uh, but now, uh, this, uh, this typicity, it's perhaps uh, 10, 20 years before. Uh, the big wine grower uh, make blend of everything and just say, okay, Le Menil is that. Uh, in fact, uh, if you can test uh, uh, one specific plot in the middle of Terroir of Le Menil and one of uh, Mot in the low part of Le Menil, it's absolutely different
4: um And I also wanted to ask one thing because I was just. Uh, uh, let, 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 let's, uh, Floran, uh, giving a chance to.
0: <laughs> to to talk about uh,
4: and uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not really
3: good on Oger and Menu, so. <laughs> you no, know, you know,
0: it was. A
4: <laughs> but what, what do you think about german what do you expect the um, uh, tasting of, of Of course, Kraman is the most difficult terroir because it's different expositions, different sides. But mm-hmm. anyway, what you would like to expect uh, from uh, Kraman? Yeah, so what I can say on our three main terroirs of uh, Côte de
3: Blancs, because you also have Kui, which is Côte de Blanc too. And uh, so Kui is very straight and it's very, it's a cooler terroir than uh, Avis and Kraman there's always like two or three degrees in temperature difference, even if it's very close. Uh, uh, But you can feel it uh, in the Champagne at the end because it's very straight and very, very, the acidity is very high. And uh, after when you go on, it depends, like you say, the exposure and everything. But uh, in 2020, we did uh, one try with uh, Le Bateau, which is Cramont, uh, with the east exposure, and uh, Le Martelots, which is a north exposure. And we wanted to, to show and understand the differences uh, with just uh, the exposure because we work the same way in the vineyard. And so actually the north exposure from Cramont was quite like a Cuy, so very cold, very straight and a big acidity. And uh, in the bateau you have big volume. It uh, you have a high acidity, but a big maturity. So which makes perfect combination, uh, yeah, combination to, to make a a big wine. And so after, I think Avis is a really good balance between everything. Like you have the straight and the big acidity of cream, but you also have a complexity like cramant and it's so much longer in the mouth it's can last uh, like 20 30 seconds, it's very long, and uh, so yeah, I, I think the biggest terror we, we have. I mean, I'm talking for our, our exploitation, it's it's a bit definitely. Christina, yes, yeah, so I wanted to uh,
0: ask about um, the, the architecture of ICT and. Um, Yes, the question is, uh, does the uh, chalky soils, do the chalky soils uh, have uh, such level of uh, acidity and pH that uh, the malolactic is uh, like blocked naturally or you have to manage it and you like block it or leave it by yourself or it's like almost always blocked naturally?
1: For us, it depends of the year. Uh, most of the time, we just let it go. When it happens, it happens. Uh, except in clo and uh, some special uh, bottles, we try to we try to to not to favorize them. So, so yeah, we don't want to to add a lot of sulfite to block them, and we don't want to 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 to, to raise the temperature to, to 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 do it also. So. We just let it go most of the time. For for example, the wine that you drink uh, uh, in Révolution, we have between 15 and 20 percent of malolactic wine inside, uh, made in uh, in barrels and no in the in the inox tank. It's a 50/50 for this one. And for Claude La 15, it's a 100 um, percent barrels, come from Burgundy, only old, never new. And, uh, and we try to, to keep uh, no maloactive fermentation for this wine. Uh, yeah, this is our style. This is uh, always my father did since 95, uh, when he begins to work with uh, barrels. And, and for now, I don't have a lot of experiences. Year by year, it's better. But so I try to keep the, the way of my father did and continue the, the style of the, of the domain for now.
0: Guillaume, is there a difference uh, when malolactic is uh, kept in barrel or in inox? How, how does it affect uh, what is the impact um, on the style of the wine when malolactic is in barrel and in inox? Is there a difference?
1: I, I almost don't know because uh, every year the malo- we have some malolactic in ferm- fermentation in barrels but never in tank because we can regulate. Uh, more easily by uh, by uh, by the temperature uh, and everything so I, uh, I can let the the other answer to this question maybe
0: guys anything to add about the
1: uh, uh,
3: okay.
2: Yeah, yeah, go for okay, okay. okay so um, yeah I'm never looking to to stop or block the malolactic. Uh, my vinification it's very simple. So uh, I, I, I'm white and uh, I use uh, what the wine uh, do. <laughs> so uh, normally the when I start the two two first years some uh, some malolactic don't do in uh, in some oak, but uh, now. I have all the malolactic down uh, in all my wine. And for, for the tpct, uh, personally, I'm not looking for specific things when I make wine. Uh, I just use what I have. So if we have the malolactic, we, we, we try to find a good blend with that. Or uh, if we don't have, you, you can, it's the same. In fact, you have just different TPCT. And if you compare malolactic inside oak or uh, inside a steel tank, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure that we have a real difference. Just oak give more structure to to the wine with the contact with the wood, with the oxidation. And uh, it's complicated to say uh, malolactic give different typicity to the wine in the oak or in the tank, just oak give a l- lot of uh, things to, to the wine. Um, and I'm not sure that the malolactic give different things. So, But I, I don't have a real knowledge about that, so it's very complicated to say malolactic inside the wood or inside tank give different typicity. Uh, I love to have little bit of tank to for, for the freshness, for the the, the, the straight style of the wine and uh, oak give a lot of complexity. Each oak have different style, and uh, just with that, it's very fun to to use it and to create your wine. So
3: sometimes
0: I think that uh, it's about us, sommeliers, who complicate everything, and we're like trying to find some sacred senses in everything you do, and you just do it sounds yeah. like, something like
4: this <laughs> this is a typical french uh, winemaker answer like the nature does the wine yeah <laughs> uh, so uh, no. d- just one thing to say
2: i one one years uh, malolactic starts on the wine and the wine was at uh, 12 degrees and normally all the enologist uh, all the yeah all the people say to have a good malolactic you need to have a high temperature you need to wait the spring or so it, it's different sometimes malolactic need to to do and he do
0: do uh stefan we're now uh pulling your wines we have your um Dorian and uh it's Lidyan. What number uh uh uh-huh. no, number 29 and Dorian. Uh,
2: 14 14
1: uh-huh. yeah uh, could you please answer
0: a couple of questions uh, first of all when were your first release and what does the numbers uh, do the numbers mean
2: uh, yes so my, my first release in 14 so number it's uh, 14 it's a hundred and fourteen, uh, and the number from, after, when I make my blend, I, use, uh, I create a solera of each single plot, mm-hmm. and uh, the number explains this solera. So 29, it's uh, 14 plus 15, and the next one in 45, uh, 14, uh, 15, 16. So the, um, the number explains uh, the richness of the, of the solera inside um so dorian 14 it's my absolutely first wine uh first it's
0: first, but like the first the first of the first
2: <laughs> yeah yeah exactly absolutely the first so i i start in 14 to make my wine before i never do wine so i, I was lucky with uh beautiful years <laughs> and uh, and uh dorian uh, it's a very specific Place in, uh, in Le Menil, it's uh, close to the field. It's a very low part of, uh, of one yard. And uh, we, we, we don't have ground in this one. The terroir is just a 10, 15 centimeters of ground and directly uh, pure chalk. Uh, so it's very hard for, for, for the wine to, to grow up in, uh, in this terroir. But uh, when all the roots are connected to, to, to this chalk, we, we have very beautiful typicity of uh, inside the wine, so it's whole uh, one yard in uh, in this uh, in this place. It's uh, more uh, sixty years old, and uh, and give all the the, the the richness of the of the chalk. So it's a really straight. Sometimes when it's too young, it's a little bit close and uh, can be. S- Hard to, to taste, but give all the finesse, all the minority of the one yard of the, of the terroir. And uh, for the Lydian, so Lydian, it's come from uh, Auger, it's uh, Chemin Flavigny, it's to the low part of the terroir, but, but it's a sous slope with a very light ground. And it's very fun, this one, uh, it's not a traditional Chardonnay. We, we, we have a very old uh, muscat Chardonnay so we, we don't find a lot of this type of chardonnay in champagne. In fact uh, we he, he, the champagne guys use it uh, in 50 60 when he need to to plant a lot of new new vine in champagne and he don't find uh, traditional chardonnay so he, he, he has to... To, to, the, to the champagne friend, the uh, Burgundy guys, and the Burgundy guys give uh, some Muscat Chardonnay because he, 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 it's not the best Chardonnay uh, that we can use uh, uh, at this time. And uh, Muscat Chardonnay was removed because it doesn't match to make champagne uh, in uh, 60, 70, 80, make very strange flavor and uh, not very good. So all the whole all winemaker in champagne, when you speak about uh, Muscat Chardonnay, you say, oh no, it's horrible. Never use this to, to, to make champagne. It's it's really bad. But uh, no, we, we have the maturity. Uh, this plot have a very good uh, exposition and good terroir for this, uh, this Muscat Chardonnay. And w- we have the really taste and the beautiful taste of the fruity style of Muscat Chardonnay.
0: Muscat
2: Chardonnay is like um, a natural mutation of Chardonnay, or is it a clone? I don't really know. <laughs> I don't really know. Uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a Chardonnay, but it's a more fruity Chardonnay. It, we have a lot of uh, fruity taste inside. Uh, it, it's uh, the first fermentation after we have a lot of uh, exotic fruit. And uh, w- when you test, when you pick up some some grape and you you eat it, it's absolutely different from the Chardonnay close. But after vinification, after a second fermentation, after time on the lees, uh, we 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 lost this typicity of uh, exotic fruit, but we keep a real uh, fruity taste and a little bit of pear. And more round than the traditional Chardonnay from uh, from my village, but we keep the, the minority. So it's very fun to have these two styles in the mouth. It's a very fruity taste, and after the big minority. and it's not very how can say uh, say uh, it's not the style of a Cote
1: de Blanc. I see sounds- I'm not sure, maybe it's a mutation of the Chardonnay, uh, Chardonnay Muscaté. OK. thanks. We
0: will we'll, we'll check. Interesting. And. um Stefan as shared does It's not a very diplomatic question uh, by my colleague. <laughs> uh, if you just like um, ask him. Does Stefan? Uh, Understand that he is a star with the style of the style of wines that he is totally sold out and he is a goddamn star. So the question is: Do you understand that you are a star?
2: You, you, you what, what?
4: No. Do you do you, <laughs> you feel like do you feel yourself like a wine star with this kind of uh, style of the wine that totally sold out, Lydian, You know the uh, Chardonnay, Chardonnay, Miskete, Miskete making you to a special person
2: uh yeah <laughs> i don't really know uh i i never test another 100% muscat chardonnay so i i, I don't know but yeah it, it's it, it's really different style of champagne in Cote uh, in Côte de blanc so it make, makes and, you really special yeah and some people love it and, and other people really don't love it so it's it, it depends so I, I know in um in uh, in Luxembourg, he don't want this wine. so Where,
0: sorry?
2: In Luxembourg, he don't ah. want this wine. My importer say no, no, no Lydian, uh, we, we don't love it. Uh, we want just Dorian. Okay. <laughs> Not
0: very polite, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's strange. So, but, uh, but ah. I, I think that my my wine are uh, my, my three single plot of totally different style, and that's why. Uh, I explained before that for me, we can't say uh, we have a style for one village. Uh, My three plots, it's really close and it's three totally different styles of champagne. So I can't explain. We have different typicity in the terroir, but uh, each plot can give different things.
0: Guys, uh, technical question, uh, you all use like wild yeast for the first fermentation, or you, I, I also know this scenario, when, okay, you select the certain yeast from your vineyards, you go to the laboratory, and they kind of uh, reproduce the chosen yeast for you, so you kind of use your own yeast, but they are uh. laboratory yeast.
2: No, I, I'm a little bit more border than than this. Uh, I just wait then the fermentation starts. So I don't so use... Again, the uh... nature
4: makes the wine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, I, I don't make uh, pied cuve. so I, I really wait to to then the fermentation, uh, natural fermentation starts. Uh, that can be dangerous because uh, I, I love this uh, style because we have a lot of the um, the two first day of fermentation, we have a lot of different yeast inside, and not just one start to the fermentation, and we have more perhaps more complexity on the two three two three first day. After we have uh, one uh, strongest yeast to make the finish the fermentation, but uh, and if you don't make a good work. Inside the one yard, and uh, if everything it's not perfect or good, uh, perhaps uh, bad w- but just yes, makes the work, and you make uh, you don't make Correct. wine.
0: wrong so And uh, what, what about you? Your fermentation practices. Ah, uh, the microphone. Something. Where is that? Um. I don't, I don't understand
4: if it's you switched off the micro or we did. I, I think Floran already making the pizza, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, know that, you know, that he is like, uh, doing a lot of different things and he built outside the really Italian, uh, wooden, uh, fired uh, pizza, like Owen, you know, so probably he's already, you know, like we making beautiful lunch yeah. outside and you still have to come to try it as uh, well. Yes, but uh, I mean, you're, you're like, uh, I, have, I promise. <laughs> uh,
0: be accurate with announce, announcing this information because uh, we will immediately come for this advertising.
4: But, but please Floran, uh, two things, because you didn't uh, like uh, say nothing about like uh, your vision, your philosophy about the uh, Malo you know, how yeah. you uh, understand and how, how you uh, really like, uh, how you do. And then uh, <laughs> the second question was like, uh, just, uh, well, just the before medication. the yeast. Yes.
3: Uh, so about the malolactic fermentation, uh, it's kind of the same thing. We just wait and see what happens. Uh, but uh, mainly since our winery is very new, uh we don't have a lot of bacteria i think and uh, so in 16 like everything is without the malolactic and then uh, every year we have more wines who are doing the, the malolactic uh, uh, so same thing we we don't say we want to work uh, without the malo or with the malo, we just let it go and uh, see what happens Uh, About the question about the mallow in tank or barrels, same thing, I can't tell anything because we never had mallow lactic fermentation in tank. So, yeah, I don't really know too. Uh, About the yeast, uh, yeast, uh, we are working with a PQ. So, a couple of days before the harvest, we are going in our best parcel in Avis and we we press it and uh, we're doing our PQ. uh, So without your feet and we also add uh, some water to uh, grow the pH, you know? Otherwise the pH is too low and it starts, uh, it takes time to start the the fermentation. So uh, I did a class about uh, natural uh, vinification and this guy said, you have to put uh, water to increase the pH mm-hmm. and so it's gonna start in a couple hours and so since a couple of years we are doing that and uh, it's working very well we do analysis because we want to do natural wine but we also want to do to be like a very like well done you know we don't want to have any default in our wine uh, so we want to control
4: if it's a good yeast or, or not. It's like uh, some people say to do a natural wine with a human face. Exactly. <laughs> the
0: gentleman face, I would say. Uh, Guillaume,
1: about uh, uh, the Yeah, no, about the East. Um, my father did a lot of uh, work and tries, and at the end, uh, at the end, the result is one East doesn't know before if, uh, if uh, she will begin. She will begin a white wine, red wine, sparkling wine. The only thing that we ask to East is uh, eat the sugar and become alcohol. And I'm not totally agree uh, with natural yeast and yeast from one terroir and every because yeast uh, has no terroir. You know, they have just uh, in the in the in the air. And just by the wind uh, can goes everywhere everywhere, and it's not typical to a terroir. Um, so for us, we use selection east uh, since the beginning. Uh, I, th- I think it's not the east who give the uh, the spe- specificity of the terroir. Uh, this our f- way of thinking. I respect totally the others, and but this is another other, another way to de- to
4: do.
0: And we just totally agree uh, with your position is just another position so yes we we, we 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 are all here to listen to each other and to see how how can it work um, and um then the second question because uh, the second fermentation uh once i've asked uh, Lepa, uh what is for the second uh, fermentation does you
1: Selection and I think all of them also. Nowadays
0: uh it's selection is bust. He said, you know, uh, once uh, once I've tried natural and I said so so how it was, and he was smiling and, and, and saying terrible <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and I, I stopped to ask this question to winemakers uh but i will ask you anyway for the second fermentation it's very dangerous yes to use like wild yeast because it's totally unpredictable stuff isn't
1: it uh, i think uh, yes but stefan yeah
2: yeah yeah um me i'm too young to try to use uh wild yeast for the second fermentation but i know that's uh, a few low very low quantity but few wine grower. Uh, make selected selected, uh, the yeast during the first fermentation and uh, use this one to to make the second fermentation. Uh, It's a very big work. It's uh, really, really expensive. Uh, But you have a good result. Uh, For me, I think it's too complicated and perhaps don't have enough uh, enough TPCT. But uh, I, I don't have uh, I would like to taste to taste it, but mm-hmm. uh, like it's really com- complex to, to do it. I have a lot of more uh, new things to do before that. <laughs> so I, I think it's, we, we need to test, but uh, it's complicated. yeah. Okay, it wrong? Any thoughts? Starts-
3: um uh, yes so same thing we use a uh, selected uh, yeast for the second one uh, yes because um, I' r- also interested by trying uh, with natural yeast uh, with the fresh harvest but you never know and uh, actually your bottling is a very stressful period of the year it's you have the harvest and you also have the bottling because you never know if the second fermentation is gonna... Work and if it's gonna go until the end with no sugar. And so, to do that, you have like you need a wire yeast, you know, because they are without air, uh, there is no space uh, with a lot of pressure. So, the yeast are like wires. <laughs> and so, yes, I think the same thing than Stefan, we are gonna try in a couple of years, but uh, not right now. <laughs>
0: I see, and, and also, I, uh... one second. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guillaume знал, что в России он звезда, да, Дэнер. Стефан узнал, что он стал звездой, да? Yeah? Чувствует ли Флоран сейчас, <laughs> <laughs> что через пять минут лучшие московские
3: сомелье сделают <laughs> ну, yeah, его сделать.
1: звездой в России?
0: Чувствует <laughs>
3: I'm no, not I'm sure, sure that
0: it is translatable because
4: it's. <laughs> uh, no, no, I mean, uh, if it's if it's possible, like he's uh, saying, like uh, Guillaume already knows he's a star in Russia. Now Stefan knows also, but uh, if Laurent knows that he in five minutes the best familiars of Moscow will do a star from him. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
2: Uh, and I, I, I don't know if you test the. Um, so the I, I remember the, the name. It's a Champagne Pouillon. Use uh, we represent we,
4: we we represent, uh, we, we, we we represent yes, him in we, Russia yeah. as
2: well.
3: Yeah.
2: So he, he, he uses this technical and uh, and he makes beautiful wine. So 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 but we, but we can think. we can do it. Agava also, I think. Now, Stefan Paden, uh, does he use it for like all the
0: casks or just for certain casks?
4: Yeah, for the second fermentation.
0: For the second fermentation,
4: but for the oak this. No, no, no. If oh, I can no! Say, I was I was in June visit visiting. Uh, Puyon. Champagne Pouillon. Um, in three years, his goal is to 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 close the all the like uh, all his pro- entire production with uh, this kind of method. But it's uh, super expensive. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, super expensive, then it's still uh, uh, you don't being guaranteed it works. But uh, his experience, like with 3,000 bottles a year, at the moment it's just one QV. Yeah.
0: And also, I know that, um, how does it go? Uh, MCR uh, is used for the second the fermentation, it's like a must. Uh...
4: Yes, it's a uh, concentrated uh, my uh, yeah. rit- 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 like
0: uh, is there a difference like to use this uh, method or just a standard method with added yeast and uh, like Tirage uh, liquor? Guys, anyone uh, have you used MCR for
2: for, no, the, no. for the second fermentation? Never,
0: never, it's no. just interesting um, and also where. We are discovering how
4: does it work, so, okay. Um, Some, I... Somebody tasted MCR? No. I, I yeah, tasted um, it in June, I was like really uh, interested, like, guys, give me to taste MCR. And it tastes <laughs> like very fatty, uh, neutral, kind of like, uh, like imagine like uh, between oil and honey without uh, something, without completely taste. Yeah. it's like awful it's
0: just like uh, <laughs> concentrated fructose yes or something like
4: no, this? Uh, no fructose at least you understand it's sweet uh-huh. but this kind of like fatty sweet like 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 uh, like oil you know like you taste oil which is sweet it's yeah. even hard, hard to, to imagine Ron, we are now
0: pouring your wines uh, okay. so we have your three uh, thousand yeah. P two thousand sixteen. It's your like first vintage, yes.
3: Exactly, yeah. First and, vintage,
0: and we have your Aventur with with the base. Which base? Maybe you.
3: Say it's five. a seventeen.
0: It's a seventeen base, yes. Yes. Uh, tell us, please, the idea behind the one and the second cuvee, and everything you want to tell.
3: So you begin with the uh, cuvée or with the Ah, uh,
0: we have two glasses.
3: So okay. The okay. So I think you should all begin with uh, Cuy, the Musés, uh, oh. because it's uh, like I said, it's a very cold uh, terroir if you compare to Cramon and Cuy, and so it's going to be very straight, a big acidity, a big freshness, uh, and also it's uh, only a stainless tank, so it's a very, you just have the big freshness of the Chardonnay. And uh, 16 was a good year. It was actually quite uh, like this year with a medium pressure, uh, a lot of water during the spring and the maturity was close to 21. So it's kind of like this year. Uh, And uh, after you can taste uh, Aventure uh, 17. And uh, like we discussed uh, 17 was very good year in in Côte des Blancs. Uh, we had the frost problem uh, but uh, so the yield was very low uh, low quantity in the 17 but a big concentration and you can taste it in Laventure 17 and uh, also there is more uh, oak barrel in uh, Laventure there is around uh, 40 50 percent of uh, oak barrel and the like we like I said uh, on stainless tank In Laventure you said uh, up to sixteen percent yes, of Old Barrel? Uh, Old Barrel, yes, uh, 40% in Laventure, and there's 20% of uh,
0: 16%. is. No, no questions. Flora, baby, no questions, really. This thing is just amazing. All Thank
3: you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate
0: it. <laughs> все-таки я очень люблю персоналии и всегда, наверное, во всем у кого то есть ну, какие-то ориентиры, особенно новую молодежь. вот Мино Фаран, кто для него ориентир был, да, в стиле Талона, коту кот де Глано и шампанье вообще. ну и ну и а ты имеешь в виду агрокультурную технику либо на я имею в виду
4: Он скорее хочет сказать, на кого он равнялся в своих первых,
0: люди.
4: To ask a, a, every one of you, like, when, when you do the first steps, when you start with your own wine producing, your wines, like from the, from the scratch. Uh, in, in general people uh they have like uh, some uh, uh guys uh which they uh whom they admire who whom they like they would like to be like to produce the wine similar like uh your great uh like uh idols of uh, champagne and so floran if you were, if, if you were, if you would uh, have one like what is your like uh, orientation like uh, w- w- to whom you look uh, as your like guiding line it's a very
3: hard question because uh, I have so many uh, like in Le code des Blancs I like uh, what Suenen uh, is doing Aurélien uh, Suenen in Cramont uh-huh. so basically my neighbor <laughs> Uh, so I really like what he's doing, uh, also in a different style, I really like uh, what uh, Beresh is doing, because I think even if you drink uh, their wine with people who don't know anything about wine, they're going to like it, and I think that's a good thing for wine, It's that everybody enjoys it. Uh, also, uh, I really like my, my friends, I don't know if you know uh, Champagne Paul Gosset, Antoine Bouvet, they're really great. Of course, uh, Champagne Doya, it's
4: amazing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you, you earned the bottle of, you earned the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> and otherwise,
3: in other region, I really, I would really enjoy to, to visit uh, Pierre Auvernois in Jura, because I think it's the biggest wine I, I never drank, uh, when you know how it's made, like with patience, like with time and uh, without your and think it's one of my best uh, wine I never drink.
0: Then, then I will continue uh, the question with, okay, guys, mention two wines, the greatest wines you've been drinking for several years, like two, if you have to mention, have to list. Two, the, it, it, uh, I'm not talking about champagne, Oh, you, okay. You can include uh, champagne in this list or not. It's up to you. But two best wines of, of the previous
2: year, let's say like this. Stefan. Uh, <laughs> uh, just, uh, I, I test La, La past year uh, beautiful Richebourg. So I know it's complicated to test it, <laughs> but uh, I, I test one in my life and uh, in blind test, and uh, we say, okay. Uh, every people say uh, it's a very old wine and uh, beautiful things, and it was just uh, s- three three years, so it was really young one. And I think uh, terroir give all, all all that he have. So in Burgundy, in red Burgundy, it's uh, wow, well, just amazing. And but made uh, by whom? Ah. This just uh, I need to. I have the bottle here, but I don't remember the name. <laughs> Just to read, oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> I said to you.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, I show you the bottle. <laughs> we
1: well,
0: are waiting for you. Then okay, Guillaume, now
1: know your your list. Yeah, I have some bottles in my.
4: Uh, I I have, uh, no, no, oh. yeah. Yeah, so, so, block, I'm block, block, no, that. Sorry.
0: Yeah. Yes,
4: nice. Three hundred euro. Three hundred euro.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't. Uh, it's a gift, so <laughs> and I know it's really expensive, and it's just, but yeah, uh,
4: we 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 it's just amazing. It's a lot of things inside. Come on, when you produce champagne, you can allow yourself this kind of wine. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we don't make Burgundy. <laughs> okay, sorry, no, sorry, not you. It's more about the Guillaume. I mean, when you produce Lumiere, more or less the same price.
1: <laughs>
0: oh. <Yeah. laughs> that, that was a punch. Hello. <laughs> <laughs>
4: and, and the uh, second,
1: the second one.
2: Uh, And perhaps a Chardonnay from Ganva.
0: Chardonnay. It's from-
2: uh, yeah, it's a, it's a new style of Chardonnay. It's uh, very fresh. It's really light, and uh, and I, I really really love the, the energy inside. Uh, the guys are
0: interested which Chardonnay maybe do, do you remember the vintage and the parcel because he is crazy about
3: <laughs> no
2: I, 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 I'm really bad I never uh, remember what I <laughs> what I drink
0: <laughs> but funny because uh, the things you mentioned uh, it allows us to like imagine uh what do you appreciate which accents do you appreciate in winemaking so it tells a lot about you to us uh Guillaume then your top two three like
1: yeah, three of three. Uh, I'm going to say two, two in Burgundy. First, uh, it was uh, Emmanuel Rouget et Echezeau uh, 2013.
4: Okay, even, even more expensive, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and a, a little bit less expensive, it's Gevrey uh, it's, uh, chambertin Clos Saint-Jacques from uh, Sylvie Smona, which wow. every, every vintage are amazing. I think she's, she, it's wonderful, the wonderful wine. She's a rising star, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, I agree with
1: you. Yeah. And from another area for the, for the birthday of my father, we opened one uh, Cheval Blanc 95. And I'm it was, I know that we have a, actually a Bordeaux bashing, you know, with a lot of person that <laughs> cannot drink a lot of Bordeaux, but, you know, big bottles like that, it's always a special moment and a big, big testing, yeah nice, nice yeah.
3: uh, so my number one like i said it's a uh, Pierre vernoir
0: uh, red um, or white?
3: in white yeah white
0: uh,
3: uh, chardonnay yeah it was a uh, 2015 but i did a uh, couple vintage 12 13 and
0: 15.
3: Uh-huh. and yes it was uh, just amazing and uh, it's Amazing how you can do a wine like this uh, who spend like 10 years in a bar or something uh, without your feet and uh, it's really uh, incredible. And then uh, I'm not really a any drinker, so I would say either Labé to stay in the Jura, uh, in, still in Chardonnay,
0: mm-hmm.
3: uh, or I don't know, maybe I could say uh, Aigliorier, Pinot Noir, uh, Encoteau Champenois. Uh, I would here. It was uh, 8 two, uh, 2008. Spot. C'était pas mal. <laughs> <I
0: see>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, one second because uh, I think we have uh, it? we have some questions uh, from the guys who are like uh, watching us online uh, all over the Russian Russia. Uh,
4: oh, Florent, the picture. I see it.
0: What?
4: No no now I see uh, your picture.
0: So now you have like
4: a video
1: from the beginning,
4: yes, yeah, because yeah. it's on the, on the other page. On, uh, on ah, my page, yeah, like yeah. only me, yeah. Stefan, Guillaume, and the Christina. And now I like uh, sw- uh, sw- uh, sw- uh, swiped it to oh, the right. Point, yes. I see. You, you need to slide to see, Yes, this is uh, to slide <laughs> I see the beautiful picture of Sergei Tarasov as well. <laughs> yeah
1: just say hello to Yuri. we're just watching uh, uh, this
0: and the question about uh frederick cassar surprising um yeah
1: no, i i never test for the so really and, uh, yeah never Me either uh,
0: then, uh we want to to finish our conversation with uh wishing happy birthday to guillaume Dayar.
1: <laughs> thank you just to say, yeah, thank you. Me. We, merci, hope, merci.
0: we hope you've spent this day like with your friends family in a festive mood yes. and everything
1: was superb it was it was on Sunday and we just stay in family uh, and if you want to know we open uh, one magnum of uh, Ururi frère mémoire which was very nice <laughs> uh, one bottle of pulini morachet. 2012 of Lucien Lemoine also. Uh,
0: Guillaume, are you drinking champagne or what? Are you drinking only on Burgundy Burgundian wines? <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: ah, I like both. I like every, every area. Uh,
0: <laughs> so guys, thank you very much for thank this you conversation. You. It was uh, really precious for us. So we discovered, I, I, I guess, I, I'm sure, we discovered a lot of things and a lot of things uh, to examine, to understand. So I'm happy that you're in touch with with us. You're always online and we can approach you and ask uh, questions because we really lack information. Uh, We've understood one thing here in Russia when we started to import Champagne, that no one, just like no one understands nothing in Champagne. So there are connoisseurs who who understand a lot like in Bardo, in Burgundy, a lot of literature. Really detailed uh, examination of like terroirs, uh, like vintages, everything. But to find a proper expertise for champagne, like in Russia or maybe in all over the world, there are few people who understand how yeah. how does it work. So we we stepped on a very difficult way, and we hope you will support us because it's really hard for us, for all of us. For the people who import and for the people who sell and drink. So, thank you so much.
1: Thanks to you. Thanks to you. For you. Your work. Thanks,
2: lads.
4: Thank you. Hello. Hello. Have a
0: nice day. And
4: now, now Stefan like, takes his uh, saxophone and then. <laughs> 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 where, Stephen, where
0: is the saxophone? We've told that you're a jazz fan.
4: Yeah. Oh, wonderful. <laughs>
3: but he's not here.
1: So <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Ciao, bye bye. Bye
3: everybody. Nothing.